take quite a few probably. Yeah. yeah we'll just so we'll 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 Alright then. Let's see if that um, so the suitcase is my eldest daughter's um, GCSE art uh, piece. She was from the school year 2020, so it didn't actually sit her GCSEs and it all got cancelled. So she never got to display it. And I've always thought it was fabulous and I love it. So I thought that having it on something that it can be displayed on would be absolutely lovely. She's, she's got a long-term health condition as well, so she's really struggling to paint and do artwork now. So these bottles, um, they're like Victorian water bottles and beer bottles that were actually um, behind the building we're in at St George's Church. There used to be a Victorian rubbish dump and my granddad lived just down the road and one of his hobbies when he was alive was digging in the rubbish dump to find things and he found these bottles... Um, and one of them is from the Crooken, Crooken Brewery, which my, my dad is from Crooken. Um, one of them is from Weymouth um, Brewery, and one of them is from the Portland Water Mineral Company. So it sort of brings together my mum and dad, so that was there. Um, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll arrange you a bit. I'm part of the Earl of Abergavenny team who's working on the artefacts from the wreck. It was one of the fleet of the East India Trading Company and it was at the start of a voyage heading for India and China when it sank in Weymouth Bay in February 1805. I think the, the intention obviously was always to have the artefacts on display. We've got quite a lot of it here. We're looking after it at the moment and the receiver of wrecks knows exactly where it is. So the East India Company traded exclusively, I think, in Spanish silver coins. It was like a universal currency and there were £70,000 worth of Spanish silver coins on the Abergavenny when it sank. This is one of, the, one of those coins. Um, the Spanish unit of currency was a real, uh, like a dollar or a penny. Or, they were reals. And this is an eight real piece. It's a piece of eight. Like a, a pirate used to have a hoard of pieces of eight. When I, when I found out that that was what this was, I was leaping around the museum going, pieces of eight, pieces of eight. Far enough, eh, Harry? Not much of a walk yet. <laughs> Got plenty of energy. You made him look really special. Oh. Just a pair of them. The gloves are really emotive, gloves. aren't they? They yeah. are. You yeah. think they're empty, aren't they? Oh, yeah. it brings up sadness. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how you laid them out. Yeah, absolutely. They belong yeah. to my mum, Vivian, who died several years ago. And I didn't keep loads of her stuff, but I did keep those. And they're just a nice reminder of her when she got dressed up smart and crossed her hands as if she were the queen. I keep them in my clothes drawer so I see them when I pull it out now and again sometimes they get buried and then they get uncovered <laughs> it's nice to think of them being recorded permanently really I know I've got the object but to kind of honor them or honor her in a ceramic is, is oh, <laughs> a nice thing to do she did like her plates I have to say she had you know people used to have pelmets with plates along that was her <laughs> it's a, an ashtray for a cigar hence it has the cigar image on it and it's from Germany um, so it's, it's, it's like a single 
It's for one person. You know, it's like for their one cigar because it won't hold a lot of ash. I mean, I don't smoke cigars, but um, I don't remember where I got it, but I've had it, you know, years, 20, 30 years, I should think. I can roughly remember when I broke it. About 20 years ago, I can't remember how, and I've repaired it more than once, so I had to repair it to bring it here again because my bad repair had fallen apart. So um, it's not really professionally repaired, which is a bit... Because I think it's beautiful. Because it's, a, it's an illustration rather than a photograph of a cigar, and it's just done really beautifully and simply. But it's also the sort of... It's, it's the idea of it being a fat cigar from a probably an unpleasant industrialist. It reminds me of that, that Weimar era as well. So there's sort of something, but also, you know, the contemporary sort of thing about that, you know, Robert Maxwell type, not very pleasant person. So it's kind of, in a way, it's good that it's smashed. My heat gun is my uh, tool of choice for my artwork, so I paint with beeswax, um, it's known as encaustic wax, and every layer that you paint onto the surface is fused with a heat source, so you'll see it's covered in drips and thing of wax, but that's, you know, that well, you, makes it more, I think. For an artist, it's like my brush or my pencil, or my crayon, it's the tool that moves the medium around. So with wax, it's, it's, you know, as soon as you heat it, it just disperses. You're never quite sure where it's going and I have to angle my heat gun to get everything moving in the right direction. And it also, it, um, as the heat rises, you get the lovely smell of the beeswax. So for me, it hits all the senses. I'm heating it, I'm smelling it, and then when it's cooled, I touch it and I make sure that my heat gun's out of the way so I don't burn my arm on it. <laughs> it does, actually. <laughs> my album, my new album cover. Yeah. <laughs> John Earth, it's yours now. Right, go put your crown hopefully, away. Hopefully I can, get, I can get my band together. Very exciting. This is one of my favourite guitars. It is, uh, well, brown, as we can see. It's electric and plays brilliantly. I love this thing. My dad plays guitar as well, so one evening, this was back in year seven, I was bored one evening, I picked up his guitar and said, Dad, I'd really love to learn this. And three or so years later, here we are. Our band's called Envy, we've only just started. Our influences are rock and heavy rock, so bands like Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath, things like that. I get home after school every day and just plug and play. <laughs> um, it makes me feel a lot less stressed because with exam prep and everything to do with that, when you get home, you find yourself a little bit stressed. So when you plug this in, it's, it's like an outlet where I can express my feelings through playing the guitar. Well, I'm in the most beautiful garden of the Portland Museum. Little koala bear. <laughs> a bit disheveled. It'll be a few years, yeah. My son brought him back from Australia for me. 
Yeah, he emigrated. Uh, he, he actually went away on a gap year and never came back. So <laughs> it's been difficult times, um, especially with COVID. So yeah, but it's a long way. Well, we've all got lots of precious things. And I thought, well, okay. Um, I've got a rescue dog who I, I rescued as a puppy. And um, he took rather a liking to fluffy furry things. So the koala bear lost his eyes and his nose um, about a year ago. And, and since then, he's, he's lovingly played with it. And, and you know, he, he plays gently with it. He doesn't try and destroy it at all, which is rather nice. Having said that, he's lost one of his claws. Um, I think sort of loving memories of times loved and lost. Um, and also, I'm going to cry because it also reminds me of all the poor koalas that perished in the bushfires in Australia. You know, and I went to um, a koala sanctuary when I was there where they rescued. This is before the, all those terrible bushfires. Um, and we saw some of the, you know, the koalas had been res um, restored to health. Uh, but of course, they must have been inundated um, in recent times. and. There was millions of them last, I think, you know, it's a particularly tragic time for Australia. Really love boxing. It's really cool and you get to learn new skills each day. Oh, uh, this is where we train and we have lots of fun and we get sweaty a lot. We've done this for like one year. Get those hands back to your chin. It's when we need to do the squat and then the hook. I do boxing for a long time. I, uh, I like doing uh, the peg game, what we do. Uh, it's a game where, when you basically try to take the other peg off and try to defend it. You know, it's all about self-control. They'll push him, but they've got to learn that they can't just snap. Do you know what I mean? Like he's got like a bit of a temper sometimes, like anyone. Obviously, as an adult, you learn how to hold your temper and you know when you can and you can't say things and the rest of it. But as a boy, they just think, as a kid, they think they can just do and say whatever they want. So it's all about self-control. That's why I bring him down here. Good lad, Jensen, keep it up. Drop him on the spot. Drop some fire, send Jensen, come on. Good lad, well done. Pod sit So uh, they all need to one up and try and get past him, like that. Like, and if you get caught, you have to be next to him. It's just like a game. You get the trophy. You need to bring it back next time, but uh, you don't win it really well. Uh, you win it whatever they say it's for. I have won one, and it's for excellent leg work. A timer. So you have two minutes in round and one minute rest. Punch a lot. <laughs> oh, the rest time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just yeah. get talked to, tactics, what their coaches saw, what they think you need to improve on, go into the next round a better person, get the job done, innit? Straight out. Oh, gosh.
So from the Silver Jubilee, school photograph. Ten and seven or eight, and it's completely gone all kind of manky colour, but I just found it in a bag. Yeah, yeah, 45 years later, and neither of us knew that this little moment would happen, so it's completely unplanned. Yeah. yeah. Well, to me, Lucy just looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. But I don't wear a tie anymore. That it's sort of quite similar to how I feel most of the time. <laughs> like I'm up to something that I can't quite reveal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sally's got that straightforward, honest, really, you know, unambiguous look about her. Open, you know. Well, our mum was very good at doing experimental hairstyles for us, wasn't she? Yeah. I think maybe. Was that um, 70s children's um, series Heidi on at the time? I might have got the idea from that. And I remember thinking afterwards, Christ, that looks ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't that bothered. Um, but it was just, I just wanted to try it. My favourite thing is... What my favourite thing? Knitting. I'm making a blanket for somebody's doll at the moment. It could be a hat. I do make scarves. Doing that at the moment. And we love it. It's my hobby. I do at the moment. I like the feel of the wall, very soft. It's good for my eyes because my eyes is not that good at the moment. That's why I wear glasses. Yeah, and I might lift that up a bit in a minute, but I'll come yeah. and I'll come and manipulate it all in a minute. Pull it back a little bit. Yeah, again, yeah just so pull it back if you want so, so that we can see it. The badge of office, which is the beautiful badge of office. The island, and we are the island and Royal Manor of Portland, so it's it's an honour. I correspond with Her Majesty occasionally, and I've had some lovely letters from her, and she always asks about Portland now. Portland is the only place outside of London, and occasionally Edinburgh Castle, where the ceremony of the keys is held, and it is word for word exactly as they do within the Tower of London. COVID. Do you remember when you went down at Christmas into Eastern Square Gardens and you couldn't, they couldn't tell anybody? So when it went to groups of six, but there's 25 in the band, but what we did is we split into groups of six and we went to a church graveyard at All Saints in Wyke and we had a group of six there, a group of six over there. And so we, you, know, you did a lot actually, when you look back at it, you made sure you could just keep the spirits up. The reason to so that it can work on the ceramic. No, the ceramic. Yeah. Okay, let's just take a few more. The picture's come out really. Your picture that you're holding has come out really. Um, I'm front of house, um, so I meet and greet people. And when I first came here, um, there were exhibits upstairs as well, and, and up those rickety stairs there. It, it was a bit of an adventure getting up and down. <laughs> But it, it um, gradually, the, the stone room and the, and the next door room, that was all acquired. Well, the first thing I've chosen is um, a toe print. 
it's not even a footprint, a toe print um, from a megalosaurus. And it's huge, that's its toe. <laughs> it's long and thin, and it's an imprint in, well, stone. Um, and it's very clear, it's a very clear imprint. So it must have been made and then immediately silted over and compressed over millions of years. And, and it's, the, it's the length of time that impresses me, that it's still, you can still recognise what it is and know that it was here in this place, living at some point, and walking and making this imprint and, and um, the, the immense time, the immense breadth of time impresses me. Uh, probably my typewriter. I mean, it was, um, it was made in like 1978. Yeah, 1978. Oh, I just like, like typing on it. It's, uh, it, I, I just like writing stories on it. It's pretty fun. I find it's easier to type like faster on a typewriter. It's like much faster, and I mean to be fair, if you do make an error, then good luck trying to get that off. Although, if you have um like typewriters with the like typing slugs rather than like a daisy wheel, it takes a lot longer. Um, it's like, it's like making it's like making stuff. Like if you're typing on like a page. This is really nice to be stood here with my my beloved father who is thankfully still with us with this old drill that he used to use so much when I was a child. And I don't know if, pick up the sound, that sound, but done much faster. And uh, of my dad sort of screwing various drill parts into this and um, making holes in various parts of the house. So yeah, so it's a bit precious. And this has been a wonderful experience because of course it's got a wooden handle and I've really it's a beautiful wooden handle, and I'm, I'm getting the organic feel of the object. So this is this is great. I don't use it. I don't use it. It actually lives on a shelf in my house, so it's up there with um, a little paring knife of my mother's. So, but actually holding it is it's just made it a bit more a bit more special, really. Well, I'm... and one last shot, but one really great big smile in this shot. Here we go. <laughs> And another one just like that. I always say one last shot and it never is. Uh -huh. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> yeah. I would take my cat because I think he's very special to me. When my mum got him at first sight, I already knew that I really love him. Snowball. I think he's two and a half. My dog. He's a Doberman and we got him from Southampton. I'll take him with me everywhere. Uh, the newborn baby? My dog, Arnie. Cock Spaniel. My dog, Penny. Uh, Hungarian Vizsla. Um, turning two this year. She's just, she just feels silky and just feels nice. Uh, my guinea pigs and uh, Roxy died. And then he had to go to heaven. And all I got is two kin pigs left. A drop spindle. And it was one that I acquired in America. To spin properly, you need to relax. When I get, when I get really uptight, then I, I nurse my husband with dementia during the lockdown. And uh, if I hadn't had my spinning wheel, I think I'd have gone on the bend and joined him and I have actually got 
it's in America now, but I made my uh, granddaughter a wedding ring shawl like they would have had in Shetland, but it was made in, it was spun in uh, Portland Fleece and it went through my wedding ring and she wore it at her wedding. It just feels lovely in, in your hands. Um, I mean, um, I like spinning raw fleece. Um, we're not allowed to do it in uh, because of health and safety, but we used to. Um, in um, if we're demonstrating, and I do a lot of demonstrations, so I, I do usually. I do male plash. I do Dorset show. I've done the Sutton Points Street Fair, wherever. The guild of spinners, weavers, spinners, and dyers go. I'm usually there because I'm their president. Mm -hmm. And just lift your chin up a little bit. He actually started off as a watch and clock repairer and seller of fancy goods, and then they progressed because he could see the, the possibilities of the new radio era, and they pro progressed into. Um, eventually into televisions as well. Granddad died, we went up in the attic and there was earrings, there were old glasses, there were um, pieces of turquoise, you know, they, they did sell <laughs> literally a whole array of things. The shop was initially in Grove Road and it was in the front room of, like the parlour of their house. <laughs> it always surrounded me and here I used to play in the workshops, which was quite an extensive building at 9 Eastern Street in the latter years, well, from the 1930s onwards. And um, there used to be the big containers for the batteries, which these Vell radios ran off of. When my father died and we brought this item into the museum, which was his wish, then I thought, oh golly, I'm going to have to research this a little bit because <laughs> physics was not my strong point at school. So I did a bit of research. And, um, so yeah, the three valve radio is, you know, it's really at the cutting edge of um, that new technology a hundred years ago. And this being called oh, the Portland nice Three. Shot. Okay, here we go. Two, three. Yeah, I'm not used to having my photo taken, but yes, it was really good. And I'm pleased with the results. We had a look at it on his screen. That's for Valentine's Day 2015. Um, oh yeah, well, she's amazing. No one knows half of what she's been through, but she just carries on. And she's got that cheeky little smile and twinkle in her eye. And she keeps me going, she does. Thank goodness for her. I'm always saying this. Uh, to, I'm not very romantic though. I never say much to her, you know. Not my favourite thing, but I would bring goggles. Goggles. Because I can't see underwater. <laughs> so what would I do without goggles? Um, Muncie's app. Muncie's app. Muncie's app. Uh, i got all sorts on it. Dancing, dawn. Today I've got Tanit's show today. <gasps> <laughs> It's fantastic. She's dressed in a lovely red cloak with a beautiful golden crown and carrying a mace. I would expect nothing else. We are both trustees here. 
We're both part of Portland WI and very good friends. Oh, look. Oh, you've got me smiling. It's, uh, it's always quite difficult. Oh, that's nice. It's natural. That's it's nice natural stretch. and it's I like gorgeous. that. Yes. Okay, well, my dad, um, he wrote songs and he played a lot of songs on the local um, folk circuit. His songwriting and his poem writing and his singing of songs, I think, was quite a good stress buster for him. Um, he worked in the prison service for many years, so I think it's a side of him that a lot of people didn't even know about or see. And that guitar travelled with us across Europe when we went on family holidays. Um, that guitar meant quite a lot to him, and it means a lot to me that I've now got it in my possession. I play the guitar really badly. I play it for my own pleasure, not to play in front of other people, but it's just a really nice connection with my late father. It literally is like a connection with my dad. Um, my dad had Alzheimer's, he'd had Alzheimer's for many years. One of the last things that um, went was his musical ability. Um, literally the day that he died, I was singing, singing not with him, but singing to him. And so singing and music was just a massive part of his life. So. And as I was hugging that guitar in the photo, I just felt myself getting so emotional. I don't know, really. I just hope people will be able to see that connection and realise what it means to me and take that from it.